Fall camp has begun, and we tell you who stood out, who surprised, and what do you need to know and what Lane Kiffin is talking about. This is a jam-packed episode of the Locked On Ole Miss podcast. You are locked on Ole Miss, your daily podcast on the Ole Miss Rebels, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Thanks for making the Locked On Ole Miss podcast your first listen every day. We're free and available wherever you get your podcasts, including YouTube. We're part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every single day. Hello, I'm Stephen Willis, and this is the Locked On Ole Miss podcast. And fall camp has begun for the Ole Miss Rebels, and the Rebels went out and had their practice, and a lot of interesting things happened, and we'll tell you about that in just a second. But right now, I want to let you know, that our Discord server is available. And what is a Discord server? It's like a chat room. If you remember the old days of like Talk City and things like that, it's a place where you can go in and chat, come in and come and go as you please. If something happens, something will be going on. We're almost up to 200 subscribers at this point. Everybody having a good time to do it. We do our um, Discord Live, we're calling it, which on the other channel would be Twitter Spaces, essentially but we use it for that as well. So join us, do all that. Let the adventure begin on our Discord server. So thank you about that. The link is in the description if you want to sign up. So the first day of fall camp happened, and we got a highlight that was dropped like in the first five minutes of practice. It was like 10 o'clock Eastern that it just dropped, and I think it was Michael Katz that put it down there. And it showed Jackson Dart throwing a like over route or Lucy route, however you want to describe it. And it was a play that Jackson Dart last year threw really well. And this year is just continuously. He, he throws that pass probably as well as anybody I've ever seen. Only Joe Burrow probably, probably threw that ball better, but Jackson Dart is really good doing that as well. Now, one of the things that I was really interested about is the quarterback competition that we've basically been told ever since January to pay attention to. I think Jake Crane rated it as a top five storyline going into fall camp this year. And surprising or unsurprising, the Twitter account is basically always going with Jackson Dart all the time. Now, Lane Kiffin, whenever he's talking about it, says all the right things about competition and all four quarterbacks taking reps and things like that. Basically, Lane Kiffin played a lot of the hits, and you'll hear about that in just a second. But he says that the Ole Miss account does the other thing, which does not do anything without Lane Kiffin's blessing. So it kind of lets you know where we sit. And I think I think Jackson Dart probably is going to be the go-ahead guy in this competition. But you're going to get questions, and he's going to play it up in the media about all four quarterbacks getting reps, and you don't want to go into a season without naming a starter, but you'll have to if it's necessary. And maybe Spencer Sanders is, can make a run, right? Maybe he can do that. But if you look on the outside in at just like the Ole Miss Twitter account and things like that, at the way they are focusing on Jackson Dart, because that has to mean something, right? It can't mean nothing, Right? Now, maybe Spencer Sanders comes in and wins his job. Maybe that absolutely happens, and this competition is more real than any of us know, knows. Maybe that's the case. 
But if you go on the outside and everything that is coming in on the situation is different from what is being put out. And so you're not really sure how to take it because there's one person in this world that can end this competition right now, and he is not doing so. So we are going to have to continue to talk about this for the remainder of fall camp. I'm hoping, I'm praying that a starting quarterback is named in two or three weeks. But we'll see exactly what happens there. Anyway, Lane Kiffin after the day one practice in Ole Miss fall camp. All right. Um, great to be back. Uh, you know, really good practice this morning. As we've talked about before, this is almost – a roster that's half new from last season. So um, obviously a lot of work to do with that, but a lot of excitement of some guys that have been or could be really good players. And we've got a lot of work to do to put that together with all the pieces. And you guys have kind of heard this speech before, you know, that that system can work sometimes, even in professional sports with a lot of big name free agents. And I refer to the NBA and, Sometimes if they mesh together, it works really well, but it just doesn't automatically work together, and sometimes it doesn't. So um, it's not just that easy of having these pieces that look like they're supposed to be really good or have performed really well or were big recruits out of high school. Uh, There's a lot to do to put them together and for them to mesh together and come together to be a good, really good team. But <clears throat> exciting to be out there with a lot of pieces to work with and try to bring them together and gel together. Defensively, there are a lot of new pieces, even more than offense. And that probably will take you a little more time because of the new coaches and new system on defense to get all that practiced, put together, and to the level that we want to play at. But we're excited about our new coaches and new players over there. And um, so got a lot of work to do. Lane, just your first impressions of, of the quarterbacks today and where that room kind of stands right now. Yeah, all four guys out there um, getting reps, rotating through with all the different units. So that's definitely as deep as we have been here to have that much competition and, and a lot of different ages, you know, with all the way from a guy who's 23 to – a guy that was, you know, supposed to be a sophomore in high school. So um, it's really it's neat to have all those guys together to be able to work with and to have that much talent. And also, you know, nowadays that's that's very rare to have in the quarterback room with all the guys that leave. So, um, you know, like when came up last night and and Charlie's asking, okay, well, how do we rep them? How do you want these guys repped and everything? We got a lot of guys, and that's obviously a great problem to have. Um, so it's going to be exciting to watch them compete and develop. Lane, I didn't see Zachary Franklin out there this morning. What what can you tell us about that? When will he be available? Yeah, as you guys, I mean, day one, so we'll go back over to, you know, you're not going to get a lot from me on injuries and um, – a lot of information on that. It's just how how it is. So um, he's not out there yet. We would anticipate him to be out there and playing for us, but um, he's not today. Sorry, that's all I got. 
kind of back on the quarterbacks. Obviously, you guys had a battle last year with Luke and Jackson. Are you comfortable with this with it going into the season this year as it did last year? I would prefer for it not to. I've always said that. I always think it's better to have your guy. But you don't want to risk choosing the wrong one. And so there are times, at least two I can remember, where we've gone into a season not knowing for sure. So we've used some games, our first game, to help gather the information to make the decision because it is obviously don't have preseason games. So it is, it is hard to judge and people make the wrong decisions all the time, even with preseason games at the next level. So I just try to be really careful of saying, okay, well, that's the guy. And then you haven't seen him even play in the game, you know, with you and, um, you know, with the current team. So ideally, no, we would not go into that, but if it can't, if it doesn't show itself, then, then I feel like you have to. That's Lane Kiffin talking about quarterbacks and injuries. He even dropped Sakari Franklin, who did not practice today. Um, it's a situation to where he may not talk about injuries, but the fact that he didn't talk about injuries means he's recovering from the surgery that he had. We don't know the timetable for him to get back. We're not going to get that information. But eventually, Sakari Franklin is going to be back. The biggest beneficiary in that situation has been Aiden Williams. Aiden Williams was everywhere, incredibly smooth, catching the ball, running routes. I think he has a chance to be the dude moving forward at Ole Miss. And I don't think he's going to start this year. I think Trey Harris and Zachary Franklin, when they come back, are going to have those two positions on lock. But Aiden Williams, I think, is going to get some snaps. And we need to all pay attention to what's going on with Aiden Williams, honestly, because he had a chance to be a really good stalwart player for almost football moving forward. Anyway, today's show is brought to you by LinkedIn Jobs. These days, every new potential hire can feel like a high-stakes wager for your small business. You want to be 100% certain that you have access to the best qualified candidates available. That's why you have to check out LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn Jobs helps you find the right people for your team faster and for free. Now, it's pretty as simple as going in and creating a LinkedIn jobs profile. We've done that everywhere, Facebook, Twitter, or whatever it's called now. You, you do that, and we all know how to do that. We're 20 years in at this point. Well, the one thing you should do after you create the LinkedIn jobs profile is add a purple hashtag hiring frame to your LinkedIn profile. That'll spread the word that you're, in fact, hiring. Simple tools like screening questions make it easy to focus on the candidates with just the right skills and experience so you can quickly prioritize who you'd like to interview and hire. It's why small businesses rate LinkedIn Jobs number one in delivering quality hires versus leading competitors. LinkedIn Jobs helps you find the qualified candidates you want to talk to faster, period. Post your job for free at linkedin.com slash college. That's linkedin.com slash college to post your job for free. Terms and conditions apply. Thanks for making the Locked On Ole Miss podcast your first listen every day. We're free and available wherever you get your podcast, including YouTube. We're part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team, every single day. And we are one day in the book into the 2023 football season. It's here. Now we're just counting down to actual games being played, and we're under a month to get that done as well. So we got a lot of stuff going for a favor right now. 
We're going to sit there. We're going to hit Saturday, and we'll be four weeks away from the Mercer game, and that should be a lot of fun for everybody indeed. Now, if you look at it, the first thing you notice whenever the team took the field this year was that they were practicing in white helmets, and and there's going to be certain people that's like, oh, I don't care about uniforms, and that's fine. You cannot care about uniforms, but I think whenever you look at something like this, this at least says something. It's kind of like using Jackson Dart and all the Twitter posts. Now, Lane Kiffin has done the Navy blue helmets in fall camp, and he didn't use Navy blue during the season very much that year. He's used powder blue, and he's used powder blue uh, about average. So I don't know. Maybe maybe all white, he's going to use that several times during the season as well. Maybe this is just to give a different look. Maybe it helps Jackson Dart pick out the players whenever they have white white helmets. He gets a cleaner read. I, I do not know. But it will be interesting to see about that. Lane Kiffin coming in at practice. Now, there's been several things that people have been talking about in practice right now. And one of which is Quinshawn Judkins is massive. He's put on a lot of muscle. And trust me, guys, he is explosive. This is from Austin Eldridge. He posted this picture on Twitter. And they actually showed Quinshawn on Twitter running like um, ladder drills. And it, it was it was it was pretty impressive. It it just was really, really impressive indeed. Now, the other one we can talk about and what people are talking about is from Chuck Roundsville, Suntarine Perkins or Suntarian Perkins. See, everybody keeps commenting how it's supposed to be pronounced in there, and, and it just messes me up. It's Suntarian Perkins. It's hard to miss as Ole Miss kicks off preseason camp. And this is a guy that I've talked about for six months. I saw at the Under Armour All-American game. He was one of the best players on the field. I think he was the best player on that field whenever they played actual football. Today, they did not play actual football. That's something to keep in mind as well. The expectations for Suntarian are not what they would normally be. So keep that in mind as well. But he has a chance to be an extremely special player. He's currently, I think, running um, with the threes, but that makes sense when you have Monty Montgomery and Jeremiah Jean-Baptiste and Kari Coleman and Ashanti Seastrong. I mean, it's not going to be given to the young guy, but he has all the athleticism in the world to make plays. I think he's going to end up on the field at Ole Miss. I, I just don't know exactly where he's going to end up on the field at Ole Miss. So the major surprises out of day one in fall camp, you have the fact that Jackson Dart is probably not in as much of a quarterback competition as been let on, although they're going to talk about it and they're going to play the games and all that. But if you look at the actual actions and the things surrounding the program, it's not, not necessarily there. Um, Aiden Williams could be special. He's unbelievably smooth running the football. He's doing the same stuff I saw down in Orlando at the Under Armour game. And he's pulling that off as well. Santarian Perkins has a chance to be a really special linebacker. And as he moves up the charts, it'll be interesting to see exactly where he fits as a true freshman. We all remember what Patrick Willis was in 2003. We remember that hit on the kickoff team against Alabama. Everybody likes to hindsight that and make it as some sort of a problem that he didn't play over Rob Robertson as a true freshman. That's not the case. There's people gaslighting what he became with what he was. Suntarian Perkins 
his contribution level at Ole Miss as a freshman will be entirely based on him. What he can absorb, what he can soak in is going to be extremely important for him for how he contributes. If he can handle a bunch of stuff, you could have a situation where he's playing some Jack, he's playing some Husky, where he's playing some Will, and he just makes a mess for, for offenses to try and account for him. If he can't do that, and it's more of a simple playbook needed for a true freshman, like if he is an average to normal true freshman, he's probably going to sit in at will, maybe a couple of snaps at Jack when he can just rush the passer, and Ole Miss just kind of is like, okay, let's let's develop him from here. But Aiden Williams, Suntarian Perkins, Jackson Dart, Quinshawn Judkins, you saw that earlier. People are marvels um, at the way he is built. He has a chance to be very special. Whenever I started to talk about impactful players that Ole Miss has, I didn't mention Quinshawn Judkins because there's an expectation that he is going to be good. So you can't really tell. Now, if there's one situation where Quinshawn drops down and is and is not good, that's a different story, but nobody expects that to happen. Honestly, at this point, Trey Harris, kind of alpha in that receiver room at the moment. Michael Trigg, Caden Priestcorn, that competition is well underway. They've got four weeks to figure out what's going on. Now, if you listen to this podcast, you'll notice that I'm not doing too much trench talking at the moment. And that is just simply because until they put pads on, at least shoulder pads, can't really tell too much out of the defensive line and the offensive line. Yes, I'm sure they have some stuff they need to do and stuff they can work on. But you can't really get a judgment of what's going on. And defensively as a whole, you're not going to be able to get a judgment because uh, without those front and everything that's going in place, you can't judge that defensive unit. So we are going to keep our eyes open on what's going to happen. And when they get into shoulder pads and when they get into full pads, which they might be by in full pads by Saturday, maybe. Um, it'll be interesting to see as well. I, I'm, I'm, I think it'll be pretty cool, and I think they have a chance to be really, really good um, offensively and defensively. I think they have a chance to be good but clunky. That, that's kind of my prediction on that side of the ball. But make no mistake, this team's going to go as far as that defense will take them. When we come back, we will do viewer mail. We keep getting questions in our Discord. Um, we'll answer two questions, come back and get that done. This has been a crazy ambitious episode. We knew this would be, um, but we'll see exactly how it goes as well. So stick around. Thanks for making the Locked On Ole Miss podcast your first listen every day. We're free and available wherever you get your podcast, including YouTube. We're part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team, every day. Hello, I'm Stephen Willis, and this is the Locked On Ole Miss podcast. And we're going to do a little bit of viewer mail in day one of fall camp. A couple of questions came in that I thought was interesting and at least worthy of thought. And we'll see exactly how that goes. We start out with Joe Random. What are some players that you can potentially see stepping up if a player gets injured? Okay. Everybody knows about Jackson and Quinshawn and – you know, even Trey Harris out on the outside, who, who's a little bit of an injury risk because the hamstring got him in spring. What are a couple of players that we can count on to step up offensively if, say, Trey Harris goes down? 
And I think Aiden Williams is the guy in both positions. Zachary Franklin's position and Trey Harris' position has a chance to really step up. And the reason I say that is the one or two weeks that Zachary Franklin is going to miss recovering from his injury, Aiden Williams is going to benefit from that time as a crash course. So he'll have a chance to step in, to honestly be the true number three wide receiver on the outside for Ole Miss. The other in a situation where Trey Harris goes down would be somebody like Michael Trigg in the slot. I, 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 I am going to harp on this forever. I think he can really help. Now, quarterback, if the quarterback goes down, you're pretty much your season screwed. There's not really a quarterback that's a backup quarterback. You don't hear that very often, them stepping up and creating something that wasn't out there. One of the backups that actually worked out, everybody remembers Kelly Powell in the 1983 season, leading almost to an independence ball. So, and at running back, maybe Kedrick Riscano if Quinshawn Judkins goes down. But if Quinshawn Judkins goes down, that, that's another situation like the quarterback. That, that changes the whole thought process about the season. Defensively, the player that would – would step up would probably be Isaac Ukwu if um, Jared Ivey or Cedric Johnson went down or Suntarian Perkins. He, he's the all everything. He's the skeleton key on that defense. If a linebacker goes down, he's a nice piece to be able to fit in. But that's four names that I can think of kind of right off the top of my head um, that Ole Miss can look as somebody potentially stepping up if they're needed to do so. And Rebel Man 22 asked the question, who will wear number 38 next season? You know, 38 is a special number to Ole Miss fans. It is. I am not going to argue that at all. I, I think it has changed a little bit, and it has evolved. Now, when it first happened, back when Billy Brewer was still the coach and they were doing that with, like, Trey Sutherland and those guys, um, naming the Chucky Mullins Award winner. It's, it's different than it is now. And you have the situation where Patrick Willis wore it, but wore number 49 and just wore a patch. And I think now you have an option of wearing the number or a patch. Now, I do not know with all the transfer and turnover defensively who is going to be 39. Maybe it might be DeAndre Prince if it's a defensive back. I mean, he's a senior upperclassman that could wear that number. Ashanti Seastrunk, maybe. He could wear that number. If you look at the defensive line, see um, Cedric Johnson or Jared Ivey, maybe. Those are people that could fill the void. So I think it would probably be one of those four that actually wears that number. It should be quite interesting to see, honestly. I think Ole Miss has a chance to do pretty well in the number 38 category and with the step up. So I do want to appreciate all the questions that were asked. A little bit of a shorter episode. Let me explain why. Um, I have an email, um, a show in less than an hour with um, Sheehan Raja. I'm going to butcher that name all the way up into it. Um, and then tonight I have SEC After Dark, which that is on the um, – Discord as well. So those coming into account, I, I, I have to kind of go through it. it. I'm going, essentially, at the moment. 
So it should be really, really interesting to see what Sheehan has to say and what he thinks about the Ole Miss Rebels as well. Now, I do want to let you know before I get out of here, the Discord server, we're doing an open enrollment this month. It closes on August 31st, September 1st. It becomes a private Discord server. And the members that are in there are going to be the members that are in there. On Tuesday nights, where we used to do Twitter spaces, now we do Discord Live. And that Discord Live, we talk about Ole Miss football. We had a really good time on Tuesday night talking about just about all kinds of questions that people might have in the Discord setting. And that's going to get better and better and better as well. We're also looking at potentially doing a post-game show or a pre-game show. I don't know how exactly it will um, it'll go in the Discord server for them only. So we'll see exactly how that goes as well. So I do want to thank everybody for stopping by, for joining us. We're going to keep following all the way through camp. Our 2023 football season has begun. I'm smiling from ear to ear. I, I, I just can't hide it. Thank you very much for tuning in, and we'll catch you next time. Hotty toddy.